بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم All praise is due to Allah we praise him and seek his help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah, the Most High, from the evils of our own selves and from our wicked deeds. Whomever Allah guides cannot be misguided, and whomever he leads astray cannot be guided. I testify that there is no true God worthy of being worshipped except Allah alone, without a partner or associate. And I further testify that Muhammad is Allah's slave and messenger. May Allah Salah and Salam also be granted to the Prophet's household and to all of his noble companions. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, ittaqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. Oh who you believe, fear Allah as he should be feared and die not except in a state of Islam. Ya ayyuhalnaasu taqwa rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida wa khalaqa minha zawjaha وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كَثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُنَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَمُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا O mankind be dutiful to your Rabb, to your Lord Allah, who created you from a single person, from Adam, and from him Adam, he created his wife Eve, and from them both he created many men and women. And fear Allah through whom you demand your mutual rights, and don't cut the relations of the wombs, the kinship. Surely Allah is ever and all watcher over you. يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما Oh you believe keep your duty to Allah and fear him and speak always the truth he will direct you to do righteous good deeds and will forgive you your sins and whoever obeys Allah and his messenger has indeed achieved a great success it proceeds then that the most truthful speech is that of Allah's book, the Quran, and that the best of guidance is that of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and that the worst of evils are the newly invented matters in the deen, and every invented matter in the deen is a bid'ah, is an innovation, and every innovation is a dalala, is a misguidance, and every dalala is in the fire of hell. On this night, <coughs> the night of the 29th of the third month of the Islamic calendar 1426 after Hijrah we begin by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the explanation of a great collection and a great work which is widespread in the Muslim world a book of collection of hadith by Al-Imam Al-Nawawi Rahimahullah His book is known as Riyadh Al-Salihin The Garden of the Righteous or the Virtuous From the speech of the leader of the messengers Meaning Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Imam Al-Nawawi Rahimahullah He is Al-Imam Muhyiddin 
أبو زكريا يحيى بن شرف النووي He was born in the first month of Muharram of the year 631 after Hijrah corresponding to 1233 of the current era. In a righteous family from the village of Nawa which is a village near Damascus in the greater Syria area. He spent his adolescence and attained maturity at this village where he memorized the Holy Quran. Then his father took him to Damascus when he attained the age of 19 and he attended schools there in the school which is called Arawaha for two years in 1650 after Hijra he performed Hajj along with his father and stayed in the city of Medina for a year and a half he rahimahullah concentrated on seeking knowledge from an early age and he used to study 12 subjects daily from his teachers some of the subjects were from Sahih al-Muslim Sahih al-Muslim and from the principles of jurisprudence of fiqh he rahimahullah said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed my time and memory and enabled me to complete my studies and he said once I thought that I should study medicine and for this purpose I have been or I even purchased a book on the subject but soon after this I started feeling sullenness and inactivity as if my heart has plunged into darkness so much so that I even lost interest and control on my favorite subjects this state continued for some time when all of a sudden it dawned upon me that my studies of medicine were of no use to me I therefore at once sold the book of medicine and removed all literature on this subject from my house and this gave me relief and enlightened my heart he studied hadith from celebrated scholars of hadith of his time and he was taught fiqh by great scholars and their number exceeds 20 prominent scholars here rahimahullah after he sat for teaching he had many students as well very famous he was a pious man I'm a humble person of an excellent character Rahimahullah This learned Imam may Allah's mercy be upon him lived for only 46 years even during this period he wrote 
a large number of books and become, and those became famous and widespread in the Muslim world. Some of these books included commentaries on Sahih al-Bukhari, an explanation of Sahih Muslim, a classic on its own. And from that is this book, which is Riyadh al-Salihin, which is a collection of nearly 2,000 selected traditions, supported by relevant Quranic texts arranged subject-wise. He had a commentary on Al-Muhadab and other books before he died, rahimahullah, in 1676, he returned all the books taken by him on loan to their respective owners. After he went to on a trip to Al-Quds in Palestine to Jerusalem, and on the night of Wednesday the 14th of the month of Rajab, the year 676, after Hijrah, he fell ill, and he expired on this night. And when the news of his death reached Damascus and its surrounding areas, all were plunged in sadness and grief, and the Muslims were overwhelmed with sorrow for the loss of this great Imam in Islam. May Allah's mercy be upon him. In the introduction, to his book, Al-Imam al-Nawi, rahimahullah, found it relevant to compile a collection of hadith that constitute a help on the path to the hereafter. a collection containing outward and inward relevant matters of etiquettes comprising glad tidings and warnings and the hadith exposing the illnesses of the heart and their cure and the protection of the body limbs at the end when he wrote his introduction summarizing these points he said and I ask a brother who may have who may benefit from something of this work is to invoke Allah for me and for my parents and for my scholars and those whom we love whom we love and to all Muslims our Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Utaymin rahimahullah began commentary on this classical collection of hadith after Salat al-Asr 
in the Grand Mosque in the city of Uneiza here on daily basis and the first print that came out concerning this commentary was in the year 1415 after Hijra and now Alhamdulillah all of this commentary is published after the sermon praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala khutbat al-hajah which I began with earlier the shaykh our shaykh rahimahullah said I decided to begin a commentary on this great book because it is a beneficial book to the hearts and to the apparent actions carried on the body limbs and he rahimahullah meaning he al imam al-nawawi as you have heard earlier ask those who may benefit from this book to invoke Allah for him and for his parents and to the rest of the Muslims so our Shaykh said so we ask Allah so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him and his parents and the rest of the Muslims and that he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us meet with him and our believing brothers in the abode of honor he is most generous and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we seek to make it a benefit for us and that he forgives the author and gives him reward on behalf of Islam and Muslims with all good and in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we seek success chapter 1 Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah after the basmala after saying bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim he tabulated the following chapter he said babu al-ikhlas wa ihbaru al-niyyah في جميع الأعمال والأقوال البارزة والخفية في رحمه الله said sincerity and purity of actions and intentions behind all actions and matters open and secret then he cited the following verses from the Quran the first verse from Surah Al-Bayyinah chapter 98 verse 5 وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ وَيُقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَيُؤْتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَذَلِكَ دِينُ الْقَيِّمَةَ and they were commanded not but that they should worship Allah and worship none but him alone 
and perform a salah and give zakah and that is the right religion and that is the right deen وقال تعالى in surah al-hajj in 22:37 لينال الله لحومها ولا دماؤها ولكن يناله التقوى منكم it is neither their meat nor their blood that reaches Allah but it is piety from you that reaches him and he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah al-Imran in 3.29 قُلْ إِن تُخْفُوا مَا فِي صُدُورِكُمْ أَوْ تُبْدُوهُ يَعْلَمْهُ اللَّهِ Say, O Muhammad sallallahu Mother, you hide what is in your breasts or reveal it, Allah knows it. The explanation. The author is talking about the intention. And the place of the intention is the heart. And there is no place for it on the tongue regarding all actions and that's why the one who utters the intention when he is to make the salah when he intends to make the salah or the fasting or the hajj or al-wudu or other than that from the actions then he is an innovator saying regarding the deen of Allah that which is not part of it because the Prophet والسلام, used to make wudu and he prayed and gave charity and fasted and performed the pilgrimage and he didn't utter in all of that the intention he didn't say Allahumma inni nawaitu an atawadda O Allah I intend to make wudu or Allahumma inni nawaitu an usalli O Allah I intend to perform the prayers or in the case of giving charity He didn't say, Allahumma inni nawaitu an atasaddaq. O Allah, I intend to give charity. Or I intend to fast. Or I intend to make hajj. He didn't say all of that. Why? Because the place of the intention is in the heart. And Allah, the most mighty and majestic, knows what's in the heart. And nothing is concealed from him or hidden. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the verse which the author cited. In verse 3 from 29. In chapter 3 verse 29. قُلْ إِن تُخْفُوا مَا فِي صُدُورِكُمْ أَوْ تُبْدُوهُ يَعْلَمْهُ اللَّهِ Whether you hide 
what's in your breasts or reveals it, Allah knows it. Or reveal it, Allah knows it. The second thing is that it's a must that the person makes the intention purely for Allah, the Most High, the one free of all imperfection in all of his worships. Seeking in his worship none except the face of Allah and nothing except the face of Allah and the last abode. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded in his saying in the verse which the author cited in Surah Al-Bayyina 98 verse 5 And they were commanded not but they should worship Allah and worship none but him alone abstaining from ascribing partners to him and perform the salah and the zakah and that is the right deen. And the person should make present the intention. What does this mean? Make present the intention of purity regarding all of his actions. So, he intends, for example, to make wudu and that this is done for the sake of Allah and in compliance to the command of Allah. So these are three matters. Number one, niyyatul ibadah, the intention of worship, be present. Secondly, that this intention must be for Allah alone. And thirdly, and that this intention, he brings this intention in compliance to the command of Allah. In compliance to the command of Allah. This is the perfect type of intention. With these three matters being present. Intention of worship. In all kinds of worships be present. Second, this intention must be for Allah alone. Thirdly, brings this intention in compliance with the command of Allah. Similarly in the Salah. First you make the intention. And that is the prayer. And this is either Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha, or Fajr, or the like. Secondly, you intend that you are praying for Allah, the most mighty, the most majestic, and to none else. You don't pray to show off, nor to be known nor to be praised for your prayer, nor to attain a worldly gain. Thirdly, you make present in your intention that you are praying to fulfill the compliance to the command of Allah. Because Allah commanded you saying, Aqim salah establish the prayer. And he told you in another command, فَإِذَا تَمَأْنَمْتُمْ فَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةِ So when you are solemn and tranquil, then establish the salah. 
and he commanded you by saying وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُ الزَّكَةَ establish the prayers and offer the charity in addition to the other commands then our Shaykh Rahimahullah said that the author mentioned many verses all of which that in indicate and prove that the intentions place is the heart and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the intention of his slave so the person may do a righteous deed which may be apparent to the people that this is righteous while it is corrupt how? it is corrupt by his intention because Allah knows what's in the heart and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of resurrection will recompense the person regarding his purity of intention listen to what Allah says in this respect in Surah At-Tariq 86 verses 8 to 10 إِنَّهُ عَلَىٰ رَجْعِهِ لَقَادِرٌ Surah At-Tariq, chapter 86, verses 8 to 10 إِنَّهُ عَلَىٰ رَجْعِهِ لَقَادِرٌ يَوْمَ تُبْلَى السَّرَائِرٌ Verily, Allah is able to bring him back to life. يَوْمَ تُبْلَى السَّرَائِرٌ The day when all the secrets, deeds, prayers, fasting will be examined as to their truth. Then will man have no power nor any helper فَمَا لَهُ مِنْ قُوَّةٍ وَلَا نَاصِرٍ Meaning, the day when these things will be examined, the secrets of the hearts, just like what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Adiyat, chapter 100, verses 9 to 10, أَفَلَا يَعْلَمُ إِذَا بُعْثِرَ مَا فِي الْقُبُورِ وَحُصِّلَ مَا فِي الصُّدُورِ Knows he not that when the contents of the graves are brought out and poured forth, and that which is in the breasts of men shall be made known? So in the hereafter, the reward and the punishment and the actions will be all in relation to that which is in the heart, in the breasts. In this life, What's relevant is the apparent. So people are treated in accordance with their apparent conditions. However, if these apparent conditions concur and are in harmony with that which is inward, in this case, the outward and the inward will be correct. His secrets and his outwards and open matters will be in agreement. However, if they are in opposition and the heart conceals a corrupt intention, we seek refuge in Allah from this, and then what is what is the great loss? And what a great loss it is working, getting tired, putting a lot of effort, 
having no share in all of that. As came in the hadith, the authentic hadith, which is reported in Sahih Muslim, where the Prophet wasallam said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَنَا أَغْنَى الشُّرَكَاءِ عَنِ الشِّرْكِ مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا أَشْرَكَ فِيهِ مَعْيَ غَيْرِ تَرَكْتُهُ وَشِرْكَهُ I am the one who does not stand to have a partner. And so whoever does something for me and for other than me, I will leave him to whom he took as a partner with me. The Sheikh said, Allah Allah. Ayyuha al-Ikhwa, O brothers and sisters, al-Ikhlas, al-Ikhlas, sincerity, sincerity of intention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And let it be known that the shaitan may come to you when you have the determination to do good work and then will tell you you only do this to show off why? in order to demoralize you take away your motivation so that you don't carry on the good work so don't give this any attention leave it don't obey him rather go ahead and do and if he tells you you are only doing this to show off and to be known so leave that because if you were asked are you doing this to show off and to be known you would say no so therefore this is a whispering that the shaitan attempts to throw into your heart so don't listen don't give it attention and go ahead and do the good and don't say about yourself oh now I am showing off and the like of no this is from shaitan this is the introduction and inshallah in the next class we will begin the explanation of the first hadith الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم